Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Hi. What a do? Ah, not seen my Buddha, not seen now. Hi, Dini. Hi, y'all. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. So long as Monday. <laughs> my Monday was great. I was watching a lot of K dramas. You know, I like I love Korean people, so I was watching my people, man, my Asian people, the whole week, doing assignments, being busy. It was good, chilled, good. Dini, how was your week? It was just a day. It was just a long ass day. There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything much to do. I went to work on Monday and Tuesday. After I knocked off, they were like, "Okay, don't come back until next week because a certain person tested positive for for COVID." And everybody's mad because you are saying this after we knock off. Why didn't you say this in the morning? Oh damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was yours? Um, I had a I had a busy week. Um, there's like the hobbies, you know, writing books, music, this. So yeah, there's there's always something to do. So yeah. Busy, busy, busy guy, busy, busy. He's very busy. Uh yeah, if you're hearing this, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am here with my girls, the girls, the girls. The girls. And the ready, the right, the relevant, the girls. Relevant. Yeah, so I am with Janae Aiko's daughter. <laughs> Yo, my name is Dini. <laughs> Miss Dini Maluleka Aiko. Hey, wow. What's Big Sean's surname? What's your dad's surname? I don't know. He's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> and then I have my African Korean. Uh, she's the world. I have Miss Tineo McQuailer. Ne, ne, come some nida, Yorobun. My name Kofi Tineo now. As you already say, I go be African, I go be Korean <laughs> at the same time. Shincha, people, I go be Korean. I eat kimchi. No, I'm kidding. I don't eat kimchi. But, wow. But if I find it, <laughs> I'll definitely eat kimchi. I'm the African Korean spice, the African Korean melanin spice in the building, in the hizo. What is kimchi, by the way? So basically, kimchi is a fermented cabbage. By what do you see? Hey, it's basically like um, acha. Yeah, like I think kimchi to Korean people is like acha to us. Ramara, it's fermented cabbage. And I like like acha. No, I didn't know. Marakiri, you know we have that vegetable acha. Yeah. Mara for now it's yeah, I mean at least it's raw. It's not raw. And, and the spice, the spice serves as a preservative. 
you know, mara fermented cabbage. Ah. Yeah, mara, it's it's but, well, it doesn't taste the same because the things that they put in kimchi are obviously different ingredients to us, mara. It's basically like vegetable acha. Mm-mm. It's <laughs> fermented fermented wheat. It's rotten cabbage. <laughs> ah, all my <laughs> Korean people, kimchi is life, guys. I feel like I should try making my own kimchi. Eh? You'll be eating cats and dogs soon. Yeah, it's only a matter of time till she graduates to the snakes. Ah, ah meat is fermented. meat, guys. Fermented cabbage. Meat is meat, guys. Now we just meat is meat. <laughs> I, I had a random thought like just now and I thought it yeah I thought I just asked you about it before we actually got into what we want to talk about today um when you think like okay what's gonna happen if we do break up like the thought of him sleeping with someone else does that sort of just like upset you while I'm still with the person yeah while you're still with the person there are because le- I think there are legit dudes who can't break up with the girls just off of the thought of them sleeping with someone else. Mm, you know, I always thought that maybe guys um don't want to break up with girls because they don't want to be like the bad person. Because I've spoken to many guys and then they tell me that they don't want to be the person who actually causes the breakup. I didn't know it was also because of maybe they think about you maybe sleeping with somebody else but for me personally i'd say um i don't know maybe it's a me thing or all other girls are like me like i don't think about that like after like after we break up literally i don't care what happens to you like i'm the type who breaks up with you before they break up with you (laughs) so like i break (laughs) up with you like a couple of months before i actually make it official so when I make it official, it's like done, done. It's like dead. There's no sauce. There's no juice. Everything is over. But I don't know. Maybe it's a me thing. But for me personally, I don't care. If we break up, I don't care. I don't even think about you doing those kind of things. I don't think about you in a sexual way anymore. Like whatever you do is your business. I will focus on my ish. And that's just that. <laughs> oh, ish. You know, I just said she moves before she moves. Yes. Like, yeah. She moves on before she even moves on. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, fine. I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I don't move on before, beforehand because, well, I haven't been through something like that before. But sure, it, it, that, it is upsetting to think about uh, your partner being with somebody else. Or your ex partner being with somebody else for a certain period of time, like before you get over, when you realize it didn't break your heart as much as you thought it would. I think you're able to sort of like, mm, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, it gets to that point. That's why it it moves, it just gets to a certain point where you don't give a shit. No worry. He does what he does. I do what I do. I mean, we're not together. We are. We're just. People that know each other, it gets to that point at some point. 
Yeah, and I, I feel like like sometimes it may be hard for us to like relate to one another because we are completely different. Like I know people who don't even care. Like I personally have never had a heartbreak and I will never have a heartbreak because of the way I deal with things. <laughs> I move on before I move on. So before you, you know? even think of breaking my heart, it has already been broken before. Now we already moved on. So when the time break up, it's over. So I don't know, maybe like people are different. There are people who are very sentimental and relationships really mean a lot to them. And then they'll be heartbroken and all of that and sick and they won't eat and all of that. But for me, I, Baba, we break up, Baba. It's bye-bye, Baba. Now I'm not going to lose weight because of you. <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that. Mm-mm. You don't lose appetite because of a person. No, no I eat. No, 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 no. No, me, you I eat. eat. Then it's like... Nothing ever happened because that's just how it is. Mm. Food is not food is not a big part of my life. Food is just like okay, I need energy to do certain things. I'm I don't put thought into it or anything. Anyone who's ever like gone out with me, it's like for me, it's like let's go out to a restaurant or whatnot. Because yeah, like those are cool hangout spots. But it's never really about the food. Mm. The only thing that matters to me in life is a Big Mac. Like when it comes, that's all. The rest, I I, I don't really care about. But yeah, man, it's it's. So just tell me here, cause cause you say I get it like for guys. So I'm guessing it's like most Uh, guys. I'm speaking for me. I'm speaking for me. Okay. For I you, not... let me ask you, Paulina, personally, right? Yeah. So you're saying that, like, the thought of a girl, like, your girlfriend, like, just doing other things with someone else really stresses you out? It's not really stresses me out. It's more like a thought that uh, at some point you might have to deal with it and you might not be okay for a while. Mm-hmm. I live in my mind so I probably think of things and scenarios that other people don't think about maybe but yeah everyone like every single person I've dated and slept with I thought of it and well uh, some few dozen breakups later yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. So it's 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 a fleeting thought. It's not like something that's weighing on my mind. It's just that when you think of uh yeah, when you think of like the future and you you think of both sides of the of we might be together or we might not be together. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, it, it, it comes up that uh, I wonder who she'll be with. And mm-hmm. yeah, you just start thinking of it's an ego thing, basically. Just like uh, we you don't want to come to terms of the fact that uh, whoever you with might just find someone 
who is better suited to them or them than you were because i think in your mind it's sort of i guess that's just how humans are programmed that we've been made to believe that um for someone to choose someone else would mean that like they are better than you as a person and that yeah. sort of impact on on your own self confidence and who you are and what not but once you get over that it's like no because someone is happier with someone else or yeah just like someone else being chosen does not take away anything from you basically mm. from yeah from who you are as a person so oh, yeah. now, now i get it now i get what you're saying mm. yeah but take my advice people break up before you break up that is <laughs> <laughs> you know you know I, i think this is the first relationship where i have not done this but in all my other relationships the moment i started dating I already sort of like looked for my escape like how am I going to get out of this um, Am I the only one who's ever done that No no no, no. wait wait <laughs> Okay wait You already trying to escape before you get in uh, No it's like you know when they, like build building, when they build a building when they build there's an emergency <laughs> exit So mm-hmm. I start building mine while we building the 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 building like my emergency exit is going to be there because okay. yeah that's but like yeah in this relationship i i didn't do that because yeah i've just evolved as a person and like i said when once you realize that when if you break up with someone it still doesn't take away anything from who you are. Mm. Mm. You're fine. So uh and I think I've I've over the past two years I've sort of learned what I value most in myself. I value my peace. I value the things that fulfill me. I value my purpose. So because I now sort of like those are my boundaries. And now I have the courage to actually let go of people who tamper with those things. So I don't have to look for like an emergency exit or an excuse anymore to break up with anyone. It's just that if we together and these three things are at risk then sorry you have to go. But I also think like some people are just dodgy from the beginning. From the beginning <laughs> you just see that ah uh, yeah. <laughs> no 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 like it is very it's necessary. Ne? Oh, but you should the thing but is don't even go in. Don't get in because you can see your danger why kwadile kwale in bold. We see like the signs but then we still yeah. go with both feet. Yeah, I was one of those like like you see the danger sign and like you're aware of it and you think because you're aware of it when things go south it's not going to end that badly for you 
and said mm. that, that's never the case. But once I, I found my peace, I was, I was very adamant about uh, taking note of the red flags and staying away from them and developing that discipline and actually trusting your instincts in terms of like, no, you can see that that girl is not, yeah, something is wrong. Something is off there. I, I just like completely run away now when I see red flags. Yeah. And it, it's a, it's an experience thing also. Like it's something that you have to like go through a couple of times and then you finally learn, or, oh, okay. But then like, to be honest, if somebody comes into your life and you, you don't feel any, you know, you don't feel any sense of, threat they don't give you like threat vibes and stuff you obviously not gonna protect yourself but sometimes yeah. people come to life and then you're like oh i like them but there's also like a part of myself that says um don't go but i still like them so i want to give it a chance you're obviously going to build walls and stuff that's Most why of the time, but walls are already there before you even just you know you can see whether there are red flags or not. Your walls mm. are just up. Mm. I think that it comes with experience and what you've been through before and whatnot. So different experiences that change you or progress you. That's why I say uh, one thing that I've learned over the past two years is I genuinely do not believe there is a thing called heartbreak. I just, I believe that your deficiencies just get exposed. You you just get exposed that, oh, this is where you lack and then you can fix it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that a lot of people don't reflect after breakup because your ego tends to not allow you to, for you to take ownership of, your flaws, you know, and your part in it. Mm-hmm. Like Dinoa said that you have to go through it and learn from it. Then you can see, oh, so if someone is 40, 35, even 30, even, and they are still doing the same thing over and over and saying, worry, all guys are the same. Mm-hmm. And not taking accountability, like, because I think it's true that you attract what you are. Broken mm-hmm. people, broken people are going to attract other broken people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what tends to happen then is, uh, at some point, one of the broken people is going to get fixed. And will not be able to stay in a relationship with another broken person because they're just going to drag you down back to where they are. Because no one can pull you out of your darkness. That's something you have to do on your own. That's a journey that you have to undertake only one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think yeah. The, one, the one who's fixed and then going to have resentment. That's where mm. the after all I've done for you comes in. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how good you are. We all have like toxic traits. That is just mm. a fact. 
you know like sometimes we just in denial about it we just don't want to acknowledge it we don't want to say it even out loud okay mm-hmm. it's embarrassing but it's there you know it's there i think kill me if you want but i think that's 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 very dominant in females because i was having a conversation with uh one of my younger female friends she had posted uh this twitter post uh so um guy apparently got another woman pregnant and then told this girl on her birthday so mm. she was telling me like how guys ain't shit and i was like um my opinion on it was like now nah, i i believe that when it comes to relationships we are both equally as bad at it i just think a lot of time women do not take accountability on their end I, I agree with you and I disagree at the same time. I feel well, like I, I disagree with the point that you are saying toxic traits are dominant in females. I no, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying toxic traits. I'm saying what? the not the, taking accountability. Yes, the accountability oh, part where yeah. women end up saying that guy did me dirty and whatnot. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we 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 are equally like a, as bad at relationships. But what I think is that like sometimes you have a person in the relationship that does obvious mistakes. Like we can point at it and be like, "You got somebody else pregnant." Mm. And the reason why you may feel like that is is that is because like a lot of men make those um mistakes and then we are too focused on their mistakes that we don't reflect on what we did wrong in the relationship because we are still hurt at that moment no no no, no. even like that's something totally different for me even it's like the fact that you got in in that relationship to start with i think it's like mistake number 1 j something mm-hmm. that because like j like okay i'm i don't want to generally your friends and people will always tell you about the guy who ain't shit who, who like they see you hanging around with and Generally you won't listen. But the thing is now do you listen to what people are saying or do you listen to like the words and actions of the other person? Cuz people can say bad things about you while you are a good person and to me you show me a side that that I love. You show me a side that I want to be with. So But now rest, I'm conflicted between being Yeah, but sometimes they are not, you know, they are not it's it's just general things that people do. Okay, but here's the thing though. Here's what I believe. What I believe uh, when it comes to humans in general. I believe that the better you know yourself, the easier it is to 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 see through other people's bullshit. And the the more love you have for yourself, um the less 
prone you are to being a victim of such things. Yeah. That's just what I believe. So I'm I'm never going to disagree like if a guy does you wrong he does you wrong. But yeah. I'm saying I'm saying that you can't be going through the same shit with 10 different guys for a span of 15 years and not take accountability. Oh yeah, that's true. That's obvious. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like I'm yeah, guys do girls yeah, dirty. Yeah. But for me the question is why are you being done dirty? Like since we're not Tomao Jola, you've been the same as you've been like you've never you're found a relationship. Good. You've never found yeah, a relationship all the time. You've never found a relationship where you can say that uh it just wasn't the right time, but me and dude are still cool. You don't you have that victim in jail. Yeah. Like, and so can you, like, if that happened to you for 10, 15 years, of course you're going to resent men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course you're going to resent men. But, and then obviously, like, you're going to go on an entire crusade of how guys ain't shit. And you're going to find sisters in arms who are going to support this movement of yours. That's true. Because everyone can, like, find an instance of someone who did them dirty. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that, yes, uh, guys have done... have a problem with the enabler and I also have a problem with the perpetrator. Like, they, they are all to blame. If I enable something, I can't then complain about it. If we if we take accountability and deal with us, then you are able to get past the anger and resentment and actually have a conversation about these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they should be directed to us personally. Like we are doing it wrong. We are blaming the other person and expecting them to take accountability. I feel like if it's like a personal thing and we like, okay, no, let me blame myself for what happened and I take accountability for my portion of the mistake, then we'd, we'd be somewhere, you know, confusion, confusion. And then you don't, problems don't get solved. And then now, right now we have to deal with things every month, you know, and then you have to be a baby mama. Ew, no, guys. Because but like it's like you said, the the we have to blame both the enabler and the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, I wonder when it comes to this GBV stuff, yeah. there are mm-hmm. women women that allow things to happen. Like okay, fine, mm-hmm. he beats you the first time, and then you stay still. You see, on a people that are trying to rescue you, people that are trying to get you out of that. And you saying that you need help too. You get that help. Then after two weeks, what do you do? You go back. Going back to that same person and you know very well he's going to do the same thing in Mm. five hours. We rescue you again. And then what do you say? No, I love him. Maybe it's his way of showing love. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, 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 yada. That's Mm. why you have to blame both the enabler and the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
this is this is this is the perfect segue to what what we are supposed to have been talking about for the past 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, so uh a few weeks back uh twitter was was at odds with aka like every other day mm-hmm. um and someone said that Boiti is a better rapper than AKA. And then AKA uh, retweeted that and scoffed. He was like, ha, you know. And then Simpiwa Dana was, was mad at AKA and said that... Uh, Basically, what she said, she was like, uh, you know, I got mad love for for your music and everything, but I don't like how you how you are speaking on women's names or how you are basically diminishing poetry, basically. Mm. And then I thought to myself. Uh, but no, Boiti is a rapper, and we all know that. And he's done this, so I can I can I can with confidence say, even if whoever tweeted had written the um, nasty is a better rapper, AKA was still gonna scoff, you know. Yeah, and I was I was like. But if you want to play on equal playing fields as men, you should be able to get the same treatment as well. You can't now want to play in the national men's rugby team and then when they tackle you just as hard as they tackle Siak Kolisi, then come out and say, but like, no, guys, we don't like how you're treating this woman. Yeah. So, I, just, I just want your thoughts on that. Because I I feel like on on in the feminist movement, uh, most times the conversation is one sided. It's like we want equality for women on all platforms, but at the same time they don't want all the other things that come with equality that men have to go through. It's like nah, give us give give us the same amount of money, um, the same amount of exposure, and the same amount of this and that. But then there's a whole other side of this, like other things that come with with that. But then it's like, no, I'm a woman. You can't do that to me. Mm. Yeah. Am I crazy Feminism. You know, um, I... I I'm I'm a feminist and I support feminism. However, I feel like some people um take it a lot out of context, you know? Yeah. Like 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 you said, some people want to have this but they don't want to have that. God, you want to have the bread but then you don't want the crust. So you want the crust to be cut out but then you want the only the soft part of the bread while other people have like the bread as it is which is mm. unfair 
I, I will agree because AKA ish doesn't have a very good repetition reputation in like treating women respectfully. No, but this but... is not even a, a woman thing. AKA will treat any rapper with disdain or any person yeah. for that matter. Especially if they come for him as a rapper. Yeah, especially when you're touching on the music part. He's not yeah. respecting anybody. Yeah, but but I, I do feel like it's not fair that women want to pick and choose what they want. They want is, all the benefits, but then they don't want the responsibility that comes with the title. True. Because it, it, you, should, you should go through the same things that the man is going through if you want equal treat, treatment like him, right? Yeah. But however, I feel like sometimes men also want to just pressure you and put all of this pressure on you and say, oh, because you want it here, yeah, there it is, take it. I don't but, agree with that approach. But again, as, as females, you can't say that uh, a person is being dis- disrespected by another artist cause of them being ranked as the best or not the best. You cannot expect mm-hmm. females to always be the best at something. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there is some some better player at whatever game that there is there. Mm-hmm. So Sinpure Dana was just being Sinpure Dana. Especially yeah. in hip-hop. Disrespect and competition has always been part of hip-hop. doesn't matter who you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we are going at you as hard as anybody else. Like, that's the one place where gender is not going to matter. All that matters is your bars and what you do with them. And yeah. people also forget that all of these things are very subjective. You like what you like. I like what I like. It's it's okay to not like a person and to not think that they are the best. Like, just because you think that somebody is the best, it doesn't make them the best. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I like BTS. And a lot of people are like, BT who? I'm like, BTS. I love them. And somebody else does not think that their music is, is cool or they can listen to them and it's okay like it's it's a subjective thing people want to be all you know um sensitive and stuff when certain people say things like if if it wasn't aka honestly who said it do you think that simple dana would have been like that no no i just it's because it's aka Mm. i just think that because aka tends to, like, shake the earth when he's in the mood to tweet. Like, when he's in the mood, he's going to trend. I just I just think people tend to just want to be in that conversation that, hey, I'm here too. Mm-hmm. And I just think that maybe as people, our understanding of what feminism is, is not it's not the same to all of us because yeah. yeah let's 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 start there what 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 does because you said that you do consider yourself to be a feminist what does yeah. it mean that you're feminist just being equal to the opposite sex mm. 
Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like, it's unfair that I cannot be considered for certain things, but then the opportunity is given to the man. I also want to be like given a chance and a platform to do the same thing that the man does. Okay. That's fair. For, well, I am for feminism. I am pro-feminist. And for me, feminism is like fighting for equality. Gee. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that women are better at this, women are better at that. But it's saying that I can do it too. Just give me the mm-hmm. same the same rights, the same mm-hmm. pain as you do with the males. Mm-hmm. we can do the same labor and then males get a better payment than females which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense mm. because then, I yeah sorry continue yeah I'm just, I'm just saying that we are all let's, let's just base it on being humans instead of saying males and females mm. yeah, because, I, because I think it's exactly what you guys said and because even though I'm a man, I believe that women should get the same opportunities that makes me a feminist as well. Yeah. Basically, because I think the radicals have, have taken feminism and, and made it something uh, sort of like women own it and like you're a guy, stay away from us type of mm. vibes. Like me. And mm. I think uh, what's happening, what I see happening a lot is, and I think this is where the movement gets dangerous, is uh, women believing that in order for them to get their point across as feminists, they, they need to sort of bash men. It's like, because that's that's what I see a lot in in these tweets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Where women would say that they're feminists, but the entire time, all they say, all they're doing is telling men how they how they on shit, mm-hmm. like ain't shit, y'all niggas ain't whatnot. And I don't think that 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 furthers the movement. Yeah, I, I think I think, think people that, came with their, their resentment, their anger and all of that yeah. towards men. And then they're using it as a feminist movement, which it's it's really not. Yeah, you're not you're not a feminist. You're just someone who's recruiting people for your hate parade. Yes. Mm. You're just recruiting people. Let's hate men for existing, mm. for breathing, for everything. As long as it's male, we hate. That is not feminism. That, that, those are not feminists. I get people hating on other on males. Those are females hating on males. That's it. Mm-hmm. I I get killed for saying this, but I keep telling people that like that movement is is detrimental to what what you guys are trying to achieve because at the end of the day, it just turns us off as well. Like yeah. even though who who are like me, I'm pro everything. But you know, I don't want to be in. I don't want to sit in a room full of people telling me how I ain't shit. 
like i don't do anything to you like that's that nigga you don't know me but exactly. at mm-hmm. the same time i understand your pain and empathy I, and have and i have empathy for what you've gone through but mm-hmm. now why must why must i just endure your insults and pettiness and everything because you have not healed and faced your own demons you know mm-hmm. because i don't i don't think women can win that fight alone Mm-mm, say what one is say but like if we are going to live in a world where the same way that if we are going to live in a world where um racially we are equal you know we can't alienate all the white people because there are some good white people yeah you know and mm-hmm. like their voices their voices matter like uh what's his name uh Serena Williams's husband during the black lives matter movement he stepped down from whatever position he had he was a vice president or a ceo but like he was something on the board and he mm-hmm. said i would like you guys to replace me with a black man equally as capable because so when my when my when my daughter asks what did i do to further the cause because i have a black daughter when she asks me what what did i do there must mm-hmm. be tangible evidence of what i i have done and yeah i just feel like uh so we can't alienate all white people because even during apartheid we had white allies we had yeah. protests in england and in so many other countries where white people were protesting for the end of apartheid so in the same way it's the same with with feminism or radical feminism or whatever they think it is i just think that if you if you create a movement where um where men are villainized like we mm-hmm. not even just based off of like you are a man yeah. we've never met you but you are a man yeah Then, Therefore, you are trash. <laughs> yeah, wait, <laughs> yeah. and exactly because, like, some of these things I've refrained from saying because I believe a lot of conversations need to be had, but just people wanna have them at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, like during the past few months, where gender-based violence was like all over social media. Mhm. I don't think that's like a uh, a time for you to come out and say but all men but not all men and what not and what not because yeah. I feel like that's you taking away the spotlight from where it needs to be at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Like it's the like matter movement. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're not debating that. We're just saying that now's not the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we'll get to you. But for now this is this is what's on fire you have to put out this fire yeah. and i just that's the thing i just feel like there's the world is not black and white there are gray areas and i feel like we live in in the gray areas most of it but we want it to be black and white you know mm-hmm. something can be right and wrong at the same time yeah yeah because 
but we do we do not want to have nuanced conversations because we go into everything with feelings mm. you know and like and we personalize <laughs> everything i i used to tell one of my friends when when she was mad or something and i would show her you know like her own uh the things she was not taking accountability for in whatever she was going through and she'd get mad at me and i tell her that because i'm your friend you know i am i am not going to join your pity party mm. because if i join your pity party then it does nothing for you because now every time you are mad or you are sad or what not this is going to be the result you never going to come out of it you just never going to learn anything from it and all of that so the mm-hmm. best thing i could do for you is point out the things you might not be able to see because you are in your feelings you mm-hmm. know so yeah i just think that uh a lot of things that are being said are yeah like babulela need and they have valid points but i just feel like sometimes it's not the time you know it's not the time let this get yeah. its spotlight and once this has been dealt with and we have conclusive results of that like we dealt with this and however we chose to deal with it was effective mm-hmm. then we can start having the other conversations around it Yeah and I feel like some things get lost in the wind because you sort of attacking people. It's like a movement but it's attacking people. So what are you going to fix? What are you going to resolve actually if you are attacking people? Like the thing is you can't attack people honestly, you can't. And like you telling me that I'm not shit is not going to help the sister over there who suffers from low self-esteem or still believes that a woman's place is in the kitchen and raising babies it does mm-hmm. nothing i feel like all that energy should be put into because yeah you telling men that they aren't shit is not uplifting any woman mm-hmm. at all It's not so i don't consider you to be a feminist thing because you're not really doing anything for the movement Mm-hmm. I consider I consider the girl who wrote something nice and beautiful about someone beneath her post where she said she feels like shit. I consider her to be a feminist because she did something to uplift another woman. Mm-hmm. But you all you do every day is wake up and like back men. <laughs> yeah, how can I how can I make the world aware of how much men ain't on shit mm. and i like the thing that you said because you said um we need men we do and there are a lot of men who actually support this movement they see that there's a lot of inequality and they are like no this is crap it needs to be fixed yeah. supported but then you find other people who are so angry usually single and very miserable busy saying men are trash like have you met every man on this earth clean with every man and there are those that kill the movement with their lies you know when mm. somebody wants something to be so relevant and so current 
that you make up lies about mm. those men that are actually supporting us. Mm-hmm. The people got sued for for telling lies about making false accusations to men who really so and so so and so during this movement mm-hmm. of feminist and feminism. And that is very sad. It's very sad that like some people can just lie, like a big lie, like rape and all of that, just mm. to make themselves relevant with another person's life who oh. is very innocent. And here's the thing. Uh, when the accusation is made, it's very loud and it spreads very quickly. Yes. Mm. But the truth never receives the same amount of publicity. Yeah. It's sort of like, ah, you weren't guilty. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, gets off with a fine year 700. I read somewhere that some some woman literally accused a dude and she lied. And she got off of a 700 rand fine. Imagine. Imagine. 700 rand, and this guy's life is obviously destroyed now. Yes. Because like I said, it's not going to get the same attention as when he was accused. Mm. So now, guy must pack up his entire life, probably. Because, like, you can't live in your community after that. Nope. You can't. Mm. You have to start over. Mm. You're always going to be the guy, the rapist. Yes. It's never like the guy who was accused. No, like, yeah, that guy is guilty. To the community, you'll always be, be guilty because somebody said something and they mm-hmm. got up 700 rand fine. Imagine. Yeah. So, and then I, those kind of things actually kill the movement all the time. Now, yeah, the time. it becomes an issue of like, what do you guys want? Do you guys want? innocent men to be charged for things that they didn't do or do you want to be evil like what do you want and i i i don't i don't subscribe to this thing about men and their egos uh being the reason they keep quiet when a lot of things happen I, I I just because from like let me speak personally for me. Uh even if you don't do something, you know, but if you are a man or any person with feelings, if women say something hurtful, it is gonna hurt you. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You're human as well. It's just that men don't come out and say, like, ah oh, guys, you broke my heart, you know. It's mm-hmm. just gonna be like oh, they're going to distance themselves from what's happening because people make this conversation out to be like a black and white conversation. It's like, it's either you with us or against us type of thing. Mm -hmm. And no, I'm with you, but there's a, they, they can't, they, they can be a, but in the, that I could feel some type of way when you say certain things, Mm. because there are people who are very loud, but then, they don't do shit. And then I've, I've, I've seen people who don't, who don't wear an I'm a feminist t-shirt just go about their business and getting a lot done. Yeah. And not 
make noise about it, but have an impact and actually change mindsets and fight for what's right. Mm. So, yeah, I just think that, you know, these 250 characters, uh, yeah, they, 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 they cause a lot of division. Yeah. A lot of people people are just, you know, gung ho on Twitter. They never say half of that thing, of the things they say in real life. True. I know, I know, I know people on Twitter who write things and clap back and threaten people and say your master. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, but no, I, I know this guy. He's harmless. He's shy. When when he's amongst a group of people, he won't say shit. Mm-hmm. But once they get on their cell phones, yo. Yeah, I guess they know that they, they are anonymous and they cannot be touched. They can just type away and ruin people's lives. Uh, but one day is one day. <laughs> You're going to say it to the wrong person who who happens to know someone who knows you and they're going to pull up on you and they're going to say, nigga, what? Nigga, what? Say it to my say face. Say what you were saying. Yeah, say what you were saying. <laughs> And, and, Talk with and your move. mouth, not with your fingers. Yeah. And then you are going to tread with your soul and face and that guy is going to show, he's going to make an example of you. Yeah. Jay. Yeah, but people take advantage of the, the fact that I'm just untouchable on social media. They take advantage of that. And uh, social media is also another problem. Yo, it's a whole conversation for another day. Ish. Yeah. That's social media. The world. Mm. Yeah, it it, 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 it it is literally now the most powerful tool in the world. Yo. Yeah. It, it Destroy is. things within seconds. Donald Trump, for example. Oh, that Did man, he, I think he he single handedly made the Daily Show successful over the past few years. Yeah, over and, some characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like they should just take Donald's phone from him before he goes you know, to bed. Donald was fine when he was doing the money, 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 money. He was fine there. He's a very yeah. good businessman. He should just stay there. Should stay in business and leave other stuff. Mm. But I think we are moving. Like I think Donald Trump and Cyril Ramaphosa specifically are ushering in an era where populists are gonna be presidents. You don't necessarily have to know anything about. Yeah. Politics to be a politician because mm. uh likes equals to X's and ballots, basically. That's how mm. I see it now. Yeah, that's true. 
So I, I just think that, yeah, we are in a time where it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but I was about to say we're going to have people who are actually unqualified who are ruling our countries. But then I was like, ah, damned if we do, damned if we don't. It's like, whoever is president, we're going to suffer anyways. Like, it's just what it is. (laughs) Do you guys see, specifically now to us as a country, who can we look at and say that uh, that that is a leader, that is someone I can put my weight behind to get our country out of this dark hole that we're in. Zosie Bini, they must make a president. Yeah. <laughs> <I> am, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you want her to occupy the presidency? Yeah, she must occupy that space because, wow, mm-hmm. a lot of men are just there doing absolutely dololo. But those is just gonna be there smiling in Jay and wearing the crown. No. That's better. That's better than what Cyril oh, Ramaphosa is doing. <laughs> well, Patrice can take it. Who? Patrice Mutzip. Uh how's that? Rich Uncle. Rich Uncle was gonna just give us half of his wealth. But understand, because Cyril and Patrice is one and the same because Cyril is thinking like every move he's, he's making now is, is more like how can I preserve the rand and mm. that is to the advantage of the person who's already rich and already has money it's mm. not necessarily to the benefit of you as someone who's unemployed and whatnot. It it in the long run it makes sense like 25 years from now, we're probably going to be saying, okay, thank you, you know. Mm. And I, I also feel like you can't judge Cyril's presidency off of success, but he, sh- he should rather be judged on is he able to get us out of where Zuma left us? I yes. think because uh, that's he has to do that first. So I think if if he can get if he can get us out of that hole first, then I think his first term would have been successful. Mm-hmm. But I, okay. I personally think Cyril is way better than Zuma. Because if Zuma's president, honestly, like the COVID nineteen situation would have been like super worse than it is actually. I just I just think Uh, I can't say that for sure because uh, a lot of the people in Ramaphosa's cabinet are still the very same people who were in Zuma's cabinet. So I can't say I can't say that, that for sure. I just think that Cyril is just he just has that he has that factor that Mandela that Nelson Mandela had to win you over. You know. He has that charisma and that, you know, like this is someone who can even make Julius Malema crack a smile. So I just think, you know, you know, that boyfriend you could be so mad at, like, because he's not here now. And you're like, when he gets here, he's going to get an earful. And then he gets there and then like he flashes you that smile and he says a few sweet things. 
melts and then your heart melts. I feel like yeah, that's boyfriend, the... please find me, ne? Please find me. Boyfriend like that, please find me now. I was about to say, I've never met such a boyfriend. Yeah, please find me because, wow, guys. Get it. You never. <laughs> no. Flesh, you smell my butt. <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 exaggerating of the flesh you were smelling, but I guess yeah, we all know a person that we can't stay mad at because yeah. we I just know which which buttons to press to make mm. you come, basically. So I feel yeah. like Cyril has that, and I mm. think yeah, if if Mutsepe ever ran for president. I feel like that would that would the country would sort of economically go oh, in yeah. a similar way. And I, I think I think Cyril's presidency looks would look a lot more positive if all the looting had stopped. If he had become president and the people who were looting were dealt with, I yeah. think things look a whole lot different. We have a totally different view of him. If his presidency, uh, if if his term had started and money is used the way it's supposed to be used and perpetrators are dealt with the way they're supposed to be dealt with. And yeah, I just think that it would look like we'd still be in a shithole in terms of mm-hmm. where we are economically but i i think we'd have a lot more faith faith in the government if if he had successfully curbed uh the looting i just feel like <laughs> we've allowed the anc to disrespect us to this point it's like yeah, yeah you're going to take all your money and we know you're going to vote for us because mm. like now it's not i don't think people are even like making an effort to hide these things anymore. Nah, okay. it's ob- obvious. You can see everything with your eyes. What happened yeah. to the food parcels for for this period of COVID? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> there were supposed to be food parcels to to other families, but dololo. Even like, even your grant money, I mean. Some ah. people are only gonna get it like September or whenever they get it. Like, what do they think you've been? What do they think you've been chowing the past six months? Ah. Does it not then defeat the purpose? It does, honestly. It does. But I think ANC knows. ANC knows that it has like um a good support system, and it knows that people are gonna vote regardless. Mm. So, here's what I think is happening surrounding our politics. Um, I think there are a lot of political correlations with the U.S. The obvious differences, uh, they have two parties, so it's either or for them. Mm-hmm. We have we have multiple parties but one that is really dominating. So I think what has what hasn't tanked America, even though this system Yawana is flawed, is the fact that we have never seen 
either Republican nor Democrat uh, dominate a country for 20 plus years. Mm. Because I think if you if you are given power for 20, 26 years, you are going to become complacent and get comfortable because no one is keeping you on your toes. Because yes. you you don't have you don't have that thing, Lord, if I fuck this up, I'm not going to get another chance. Someone mm. will come over and take it. Basically, the ANC is 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 that dude who keeps doing you dirty, but you stay. Yep, that's true. Yo, abusive boyfriend. But I think the fundamental ace they have up their sleeve is they look like the lesser of the evils. If you think about it, no. But wait, if, if, if we look at, like, politics, do you think that there can be somebody who can, like, bring absolute change, like, who can be a good president and have a good party and all of that? Do you think it's possible, though? It's possible, but not with the parties that are already there. Not with everybody that's already there now. Like, the EFF and DAs and everybody else. Those ones are scratched out. Hence, I'm saying that the ANC looks like the lesser of the evils. You're thinking of the DA, you're thinking, oh, why the EFF. Yeah. You're thinking of the EFF, you're like, oh, damn, we're going to be... We're going to die. And I, you look at the EFF and you're thinking that if Julius ever became president and he did lose the presidency the next term, would he step down peacefully? No. No, Julius, no. No, not that one. <laughs> that's, that's, my, down. that's my only problem with that. It's like, I'm willing to give you a chance, but mm. I know that if I gave you a chance that you would not step down. Yeah, even his approach is so violent. And, mm, I yeah, think I, I, Vengeance and whatnot, and who's bad, who's doing this? It's all negative. I was, I was, I was telling someone that I agree with everything the EFF say, but their presentation is what kills them. Yeah. It shows that that you do not have the maturity to run a country. No. Because I, I believe if, let's say the, the DA had the same ideologies as the EFF. And let's replace all the white people and they came and said exactly what Julius said in a more diplomatic manner. We vote for them. We, we would. would. We I wonder would. if Julius had the composure. Yeah. Who was that? Musi Maimani. Yeah. Like yeah. if you could if you could take Julius's brain and put it in Musi. And yeah, you have you have your perfect candidate. Yeah. You have that. So yeah, I just think that we looking at that because I you don't consider the other parties very like they are just 
Yeah. So yeah. if you look at the three parties, looking mm-hmm. at everything there, like racism versus looting versus mm. dictatorship, you're like, yeah, you know what? Let's take Better the looting the guy. No. <laughs> Let's take the looting guy because yeah. we don't. We generally like peace. We don't want, you know, AK-47s yeah. and people dying to be like just another day. We don't want civil wars. Mm-hmm. That's not what we want. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we don't want to have to deal with racism and for it to be ignored. Because I generally feel like some white people are that ignorant that if the DA won, they would just, you know, start showing their true colors. Yeah. And and they would not be dealt with accordingly, regardless of, like, what the DA says. Because, like, Helen Zilla on more than one occasion has has shown, indeed, that, you know what, (laughs) Hobolela nonsense, like, her thing saying that uh, I don't know whether it was slavery or apartheid that she said was was better. South Africa was was better under apartheid or slavery or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, service delivery and whatnot and whatnot. And yeah. I'm like, but that was on your side of it. Like yeah. white people had water and sanitation and proper houses. Like you live that side. So what the fuck are you talking about now? Yeah. You know, like, mm. have you seen have you seen the the apartheid RDPs that they used to build? That fucking thing is a toilet, man. <laughs> a toilet. It's so true. that was that was a very insulting thing to say. So like, already you can see, or like, no, this person is just gonna be in denial about things and not acknowledge them. Mm. So why why would why would we get behind that? And then mm. we have Julius. So and we all know Julius. And here's the thing. P- young people are very emotional and they want things and they want them now. So they're always going to gravitate towards Julius because he's playing on their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So but the sad part for him is a lot of his followers aren't even old enough to vote. Okay. So a lot of the time when he fills up a stadium or something, there's a, a large percentage who aren't old enough to vote yet. And mm-hmm. like me and you are going to grow up and mature and look at the world a little bit differently. Yeah. I know how no, to fix this. No, so see, we are just saying it's better the devil I know than the one I don't. Yeah. Tell me yeah, how but... to fix this, and I will. I will make you president. Mm. Julius should just go to counseling, and then they <laughs> deal with feelings and all of that, and then he can calm down a bit, come back because he's a very wise guy and he <laughs> talks a lot of sense, you know. Mm. But but ish counseling guys counseling please we can donate money for him to go to counseling <laughs> crowdfunding man we should start a yeah. crowdfunding counseling for julius mali and then yeah. we can like send him to dr phil or someone hey doctor dr phil is not going to make him worse <laughs> hmm? dr phil will make him worse 
Mm. Dr. Phil doesn't even have a license. <laughs> Imagine. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but there's this one dude I like. Um, he has like a show called The Therapist. Um, Young M.A. was on it and Joe Biden as well. There's this, <laughs> there's this clip that, yeah, Young M.A. that people like posting about. Yeah, people like judging me and whatnot. That guy, I've Mm. I've watched. I've watched a lot of people he has counseled, and because he's he's someone who who doesn't just do things like by the book. Like I went to school for psychology and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. he and I I think it's very important to have a black therapist when you are a black person. Yeah. Because white person cannot relate. Yes. So I like a lot of what he does. And who's this dude? Uh he's not a therapist, but I like him a lot. Joshua Maponga or whatever. Mm-hmm. That dude speaks a lot of sense. Like he's like pro Africa and diaspora and blah 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 blah. But he's just someone very cool. That mm-hmm. I think if you watch him, it 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 adds to, like you know, just as there's radical feminism, there's mm-hmm. there's also a part of like the woke group who who's a, who are a turn off because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of things it's not what we say but how we say it and. Yeah. One thing woke people like to do is make other people feel stupid. Yeah. And nobody likes to feel stupid. Because mm. so, you get defensive and then it de- it defeats the purpose. Mm. Yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> why am I going to support you when all you've done is make, you've made me feel bad about myself like mm-hmm. this was not designed by the white man to be this way, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because you you've escaped or like you have awoken to what the system is and I haven't now I am foolish and stupid. And mm-hmm. one thing I'd like to kick to the curb is this whole thing, yeah. I think the world is moving to a place where, like, you know, like how people say we're losing our culture as Africans and whatnot. I don't think, I don't think, I think think the world, like technology has advanced the world so much that there's, there's a global culture that is developing that is eclectic because someone in China can now see what's happening Govenda, and be like, I fuck with that fabric and make something very cool from it or yeah. take a certain dance or like look at what Jerusalem is doing to the world right now, you know? Uh, mm. So I just feel like people have access to so many cultures and elements of those cultures and 
I see nothing wrong in incorporating or doing something with something from another culture that you like, you know. And I just feel like because it's always a one-sided conversation, but nobody ever, uh, like when they say we are losing our culture, nobody ever ever says, but yeah, but have you noticed how much of our culture uh, the West is also now ad- adopting? Because they are. I think they, they are. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't, in the future, I don't see any culture being like at its purest, like it was maybe when people traveled on boats or on donkeys. Because I think the world is now open and accessible for everyone. And you know, you remember how uh, expensive a, a, a cell phone was when it first came out, or how expensive a computer was when it first came out. And I think it's the same thing with traveling that uh, it's already becoming affordable to the extent where people are now not only just going to be able to travel through like social media and whatnot, but we're going to be able to spread out and explore the world. And yeah, you're going to take what you like and leave what you don't like, because that's the one thing that I don't like about tradition. Because for me, there's I differentiate between culture and tradition. I believe that culture evolves with its people and tradition essentially is like saying or no or whatever and like just trying to keep things the same. And as long as that happens, I don't think like people are gonna find attraction to that, you know, because you have to let what the newer generation or the younger people take it and make it their own. Yeah. Like what but also now, now yeah. we are mixing with each other. Like everybody is mixing with everybody. You find Blasian kids, you find black and Indian kids, and they have to learn their side of the culture. So I feel like cultural appropriation is, is like a topic that we can talk about for a long time. But the thing is, I I noticed I realized it with a lot of black people that they are so they easily go and attack people for using their culture without knowledge of whether it's actually their culture because it's it's it it can be your culture as well like you're a mixed kid you are half black half white both mm. cultures are yours but black people are quick to sort of call people out for sort of using their cultures, even when they are only appreciating their cultures. So where do we actually draw the line? And I think essentially that's, that's, that's a very prevalent uh, characteristic in racism. It's like, you're not one of us and you should not uh, tarnish uh, the the bloodline or the whatnot by, you know, procreating with another culture. I think breaking those cult- cultural barriers essentially is plays a huge part in, uh, you know, 
dismembering racism. I think it does. Yeah. And and I I also think for black people, the reason why we are so sensitive is because of all of the things that have been done to us in the past where our culture was stolen, where our culture was completely ripped from us, you know? So I feel like it comes from that. That's why we are very sensitive and we are so quick to call people out for using our cultures. But yeah, it's time we heal, right? I think, well, black people just want to preserve something that says we are black to the whole other nations and whatever. But they just want something to hold on to. Since we've lost mm-hmm. so much, they want to have that culture, that heritage, that tradition to hold on to. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, don't, I don't even think we have that anymore. And I think we have to make peace with it so that... You can you can you can always start something new, especially when you're black. Yeah. And it's happening now. It's happening yeah. now. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. you look at what Shoma Josie has done, Jay, on her own. For example, she's taken her culture and evolved it like- on her own single handedly. Like nobody fucked with that language. Well, let me not say nobody, but like mainstream wise. And it being a language spoken by a minority culture, mm. nobody fucked with it on that level. Like what she did with the hey, and I saw mm. kids balelas mm. belani, <laughs> you know. So something she she was able to single handedly do and be like, um, this is my culture. How how can I make it my own? Because mm-hmm. essentially it's like, yeah, how, how how do I make it my own? And I think that's something that the elders should let uh, the younger generation do more often. Yeah. As but they're they, already doing it without, like, them allowing this like, thing. Because a lot of people are, are, are just creating their own cultures now. Yeah. And families. People yes. Are just making, like, because... <laughs> Like you look at your friendship circle and you're like, yeah, like actually, we are a lot more like family than uh, my fam, my family, family, and me. You know, mm. like this is. So I just think like people are at that point. I think this is what I love about Generation Z is it's like, um, if they don't want something, they're gonna leave it, and if you try to suppress them they're going to move away from you and just go over there and be on their own and start something. They are not afraid to do that. Like generation X and the millennials were, Mm. they, they, they just on some other, that's why I love the fearlessness that is emerging in this generation. That is one thing that is very admirable about them. We, We have a lot of unsavory words for these kids, but, for me, I look at them. I'm like, yeah, I like, I like what they're doing with the world. Yeah. I, 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 I genuinely see myself living in their world because, uh, race-wise, they're just a generation who who are not gonna be afraid. Like white, the two thousand is not gonna be afraid to throw racist dad the middle finger and go marry whoever in the hood. They're not, that- you know. And same with Black Mang Mang from where is not going to be 
you know, is not going to have that, you know, a lot of us just look at, like, let me make an example with dating someone from a different race, then you just look at it like, all the bullshit that's going to come with it. Like, ugh, now I have to deal with her racist parents and her and them fighting. And like, you just decide to like, not pursue it because it looks like too much effort, you know? Yeah. Um, they, this generation, like they are up for the fight, you know? And the thing is, they don't even fight. They just like, okay, we're going to go chill over there and not fuck with you anymore. They're not afraid to cut people off who yeah. don't want to go with their vibe. That's one thing I've noticed about my 2000. They're like, okay, fine. They they don't hate half as much on us as we hate on them. Mm. They're just like a group of people that like, they want to enjoy what the planet has to offer and mm. express it and explore it and Anyone who's not on board with it, bye. Go chill over there and we're going to be over here. Mm. So there's hope. There's hope. There's, I want to have Asian babies also. Blasian babies. Fermented cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to have babies. I'm still afraid of them. Like wow. other people, other people's babies are cool because like they go home. Yeah, <laughs> they can go back to the sender. Exactly. <laughs> like you know, you only like yeah. I have you for three hours. Then I honestly look at myself as like yeah, I I, I might just be the rich uncle to everybody's mm. kids. Yeah. So. But these things are just babies. Hmm? I want babies because I'm a, I'm 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 honestly tired of getting judged for buying purity for myself. So I need it. <laughs> we learn something new about this kid every day. <laughs> purity, like uh what's oh. what else? What else? Guys. Oh, I reckon Nesta. <laughs> no, but Nesta is fire. Don't hate on Nesta like no, that. Uh, when uh, when does Nesta really don't talk about it? Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> but Nesta is fire. Me and my sister used to fight over my little brother's Nesta when he was done eating. Hmm. Like you, you ate it yesterday, so today is my turn. So. so imagine, imagine if you at thirty-five want to eat nestam, and then you just have to deal with like judgy eyes looking at you buying nestam when you don't even have a child. No, but who knows that? Like, it's not like there's there's a notice at the store that you don't have a kid. I get when you go to the store, you just buy it, and people just assume or you have a kid. No, I get it. Sometimes they ask you questions like, is it for, for how old is the child? And then I'm mm. like, oh, he's over 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, my word. Nah, man. But do you want kids, Dini? 
No way. I'm I'm the rich aunt. I'm the rich aunt. I don't I don't I can handle kids, ne? I like yeah. kids. But not for me. They get annoying. <laughs> they annoy me at some point. <laughs> like I can handle them until they don't they, they, they don't know how to speak. After they can you have not lived with a kid until you've wanted to fight them. <laughs> I have. I have. I live. Yo. I, know. I know. I know. I know. that. I'm just saying, like, for people who don't understand the whole notion that I don't want to have kids, I'm yes. like, yeah, you have not. So for me, it's like, when I say I don't want to have kids, it's like in my immediate future, you know, like people grow and evolve and, yeah. you know. Maybe I, I might get to that point, like, yeah, let's have a mini-me, you know, to leave the the Shovote empire to and whatnot. So, yeah, but I don't know. I guess I'm just someone who I try to live in the present as much as possible. And that that allows me to get the most out of life and not mm-hmm. because... I always tell people that imagine if God showed you when you'd get your break. Like if he told you like 2025, you're going to get your break. You'd spend 2020 to 2025 looking forward to a single day in your life. Yeah. And you would not enjoy or make the most of all these days in between. So I'm just someone who always say I always say to people and like to people I date like let's always try to make the best of today and Mm. we do the same thing tomorrow and the day after and then if we do that we might just end up where we're supposed to or where we would like to Mm. yeah Rich aunt and rich uncle Nal bring my kids to your houses. Asian kids. Eh, my Asian kids to your houses. We we don't we don't have snake in the fridge. Oh, no, but, dog. no, guys. Don't that thing will eat that. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be vegetarian. I guess they'll only eat kimchi and rice. Oh, you, you bring don't them have cabbage. We don't have it. <laughs> we don't. You will buy them noodles. Fine. I my oh, no, not 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 South African noodles, guys. I ramen. Yeah, ramen <laughs> is fine, but this rubbish, instant rubbish that they package they package for us here in South Africa, we don't want it. Where can I find ramen? Hmm? Can I find ramen? You can buy it. Take a lot. Yeah, that's too much work for food. Yeah. Honestly. I otherwise you are you are stuck with Maggie and Roca and Kellogg's. There goes all our potential sponsors because Dinella just shitted on them. I'm, I'm like I'm like guys. I buy so many noodles every month. I love noodles, ne? Because of my Korean side, right? Mm. Korean and... side. She said that <laughs> like she was born Korean. <laughs> I, was, I was born. 
I'm half South African, half Nigerian, and half Korean. If you didn't know, you must know today. You just have the globe, you know. Just say that. <laughs> yeah, it is mine. It's Mother Earth. Yeah, I'm a fan of noodles. And honestly, I can easily vouch for Roca and I can vouch for Maggie. Mara Kellogg's, they must go back to conflicts. <laughs> First of all, they package their things like the, the I think it's shoe glue. First, you need a knife to open noodles. Why? Yeah. That's too much work. That, I can attest to that because uh, I bought Kellogg's noodles at one of like the tuck shops near my house because town is not where I want to go just to buy noodles and even the taste yeah Kellogg's yeah sure yeah (laughs) it's like that guy that guy was perfect he's a good guy in everything Mara Oshota something no seasoning he's not good in no, like something. That's all. What is that something? Something. That X Factor. What's the X Factor? No, have you ever had have you ever hmm? had food? Have you ever had nice food? And then you're like, hey, it's nice, but something is missing. I'm I'm the wrong guy to ask about food. <laughs> Yeah, but just anything. Like, you have guys who are perfect. Like, they are absolutely perfect. Sometimes, sense of humor, it dry. Mm. Yeah, because God is not crazy. He he creates a well-balanced person because he doesn't want us to be all puffed up and uh, self-absorbed. Because I, I, don't, I don't look at our shortcomings as shortcomings. I just look at them as God balancing you out and making you human. Because I'm if not... you are that, if you are perfect, then you God. Then, and like... When I, Paulina, you hmm? are the Kellogg's noodles. Mm. I am what? The Kellogg's Kellogg. noodles. <laughs> Don't ever say I'm, I'm, I'm noodles again when it's bad for my rep. Don't even say I'm noodles again. You yeah. and Kellogg's same WhatsApp group. Yes. Wow. Kellogg's hey, noodles. This, this is going to be an interesting trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Kellogg's, uh, in conclusion, Kellogg's should stop doing noodles. Conflicts are fine. They taste like cardboard, but we can handle it. Noodles, don't do that to Korean oh. people like myself. Stop. And Dineo still has issues with Big Sean. I mean, Dini still has issues with Big Sean. We must never forget that. He's a Utatako's numbers, please. If anybody has Utatako's numbers, you must give us so that we can help Dini out. And someone, please send Dineo some uh, rotten cabbage. Just some kimchi, guys. Fermented. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you were listening, whoever you are. Uh, we love you. Is that too fake? We love you. Uh, we can pretend Sam that we Sam love da. you. Uh, tweet and post at, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what, how, 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 how do you say goodbye in, 
in in Korean. Annyeong. Oh, what? Annyeong. Annyeong. Guys, good night. Good night. It was it was lit. It was good. Don't take my advice, people, because me, I am not the best person to take advice from. Listen to your gut feelings, you know. She's a better feminist. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Who likes kimchi? <laughs> Who's half the globe? Hmm? She's half the globe, half Asian, half Nigerian, half everything. Yes. Mm. Good night, people. We out. Good morning, Polina. Uh, again with that. Good morning. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Peace.